Good evening, Patriots, and today is the end of Tuesday, August 1st in the year 2023. We're gonna, I said last night that we were doing the Constitution and Declaration of Independence, and I'm going to, I also said, unless other things come up, and we're going to do the work on the Constitution tomorrow night, but tonight we're going to dig into some other issues related more again to this, like the last Thursday show, talking about porn addiction. And I want to really dig into that in the relationship of being strong men and especially the importance of that in the light of our children. And so we'll dig into that in just a moment. One thing right now that I would encourage everybody to explore is your home air purification. And so we have an amazing product by a company known as EnviroCleanse. It's EK Pure, ekpure.com. This product is top of the line. It's made in the USA. It uses a industrial level, hospital level HEPA filter along with a, a mineral filter system. And it has the ability to, to literally filter out viruses, allergens, chemicals, and odors. It's an amazing system. It keeps your room air amazingly refreshed and really changes the way and how you feel with the air that you breathe. I hadn't, have said many times, I don't really, had never considered air purification to be under the top things and yet, after having one run literally 24-7 with EK Pure's system in, in, the, in the studio, I am, it's completely transformed the way I look at air purification. Like I said, American Made, it's the system that was, it was selected by the Department of Defense to filter the air in our U.S. Navy ships. A fantastic system. And... When you purchase it with your BARDS code, you get a free professional air quality monitor to go with it. So if you'll head over to ekpure.com, ekpure.com, the links are always below the podcast. Use your promo code BARDS, B-A-R-D-S. You'll get 10% off plus this professional air quality monitor, which is about $150 savings. It's a fantastic package. These units are small, well-built and with multiple speeds to circulate the air at different rates, I just like I said, it's transformed everything I consider about air purification. It's worth it. It's worth the investment. It truly makes a difference in your home and your health. So check it out, ekpure.com, promo code BARDS, 10% off, and with, a, and with that as well, a free air quality monitor for a total savings of about $150. Just a great package all the way around. I want to begin tonight with a piece by a guy by Nick Freitas, and it's really on point. And the title of this is Why Dads Should Be Dangerous. We're in a real critical issue right now of predators going after kids. I found some videos today of just horrific things of children being snabbed and grabbed right off the street, right in front of their families. And almost every time, the children were either alone with other children or with their mothers. Now, in this piece, what you're going to hear tonight is a testimony by a pedophile of why and how they select kids. And ironically, it comes down to identifying where there is not a strong father present. And this is really an interesting thing. There's been other studies to show this exact thing that literally single mothers lead to a weaker child and more opportunity for children to be abducted than single dads with children. 
And I know that's kind of a harsh thing to say, and I'm probably mothers doesn't make you feel good. But unfortunately, all the statistics point that way. And it, again, it's kind of interesting to look what they have done because as they have broken the family and they've, they have tilted the courts always in favor of the mother, what we end up with is not only the broken family without the protector of the father, but they've also created a vulnerability which these pedophiles are exploiting. Now, before I jump into this real quick, before we jumped into this video, last Thursday night I put out a call to anybody that was having a problem with pornography to email me at scott at bardsfm.com, and I will help. And I'm going to tell you I've been very impressed. We've had a number of strong men who have reached out and are asking for assistance to break that addiction. And we're having great success, okay? Amazing success. These are what I consider real warriors of the heart of Christ because they realize the problem, they have the courage to step in and ask for assistance, and we're slaying the demons and setting people free. And I, and I want to frame this too because part of the problem we have to right now is we're looking at this as you know, this thing to be horrifically embarrassed about and this issue to be, to break us down. And it's what's happening to men all over. The more we dig into this, we start to realize that we aren't having strong men because so much of it is men are being weakened by pornography in many levels. And we have to get over this. We have to get men to be strong. If we're going to deal with Operation Vineyard, as we've talked about in rescuing healing and restoring the children, one of those principal tenets is to go after the end user. Well, pornography leads to, whether you like it or not, and I need every man and every woman to hear this, the longer that someone stays into pornography, the higher the chances are you're going to end up in child porn. It is a progression that you literally cannot control. It is by design of how it works. And if you stay with it, you will end up there. And then the guilt that you will carry is going to be a guilt for a lifetime. And worse yet, the people that stay with it the longest often end up doing the worst things because they end up being predators themselves. I'm not here to judge. I've said that. I'm here to assist and aid, to wake up that warrior spirit, for men to realize that this is a real fight and you have to be a warrior to overcome it. And if you've got a warrior heart for Christ and, and you need help, my email, scott at bardsfm.com. I want you to email me. I'm not going to, we're not having a call to put you down. We're having a call to get you back on your feet. And with that, as we go back on our feet, we're getting men to stand up and be men again, because this is how we're going to change this country at the core level and protect our children. This is why it's so important. So, with that, I want to play this piece by Nick Friedis. He's a Special Forces veteran. I just want you to hear what he has to say. Powerful words. It's about 5 minutes, 27 seconds. Oops, stand by. That was, let me start that over. There was an interview a while back with a, uh, a child predator named Jack Reynolds. And he was asked specifically how he targeted kids. And even more specifically, he was asked what characteristics he looked for in a child. He surprised the journalist because he said more than the characteristics of the child, he looked at the family. And if there was a strong father who posed a threat, 
he stayed away. So for those of us who are fathers, this tells us at least three things. One is you'd better be a threat. And there's multiple reasons for that fact. You'll even some people say, well, that's not necessary. After all, we have the police, we have the military, that's their job, isn't it? And the answer is yes, it is their job. And it doesn't matter. Because I will tell you right now that if you're ever in a position where your child needs you and you're not able to protect them, not because you lack the opportunity, but because you lack the capability or the capacity, it's not gonna matter who else should have done the job. Because after all, it was yours. You're the father. So what does capacity mean? Capacity is actually being mentally prepared enough to use violence when it's necessary. I once had a young man approach me and he wanted to talk to me about joining the military and he wanted to join special forces and he was coming to me because I had served in special forces and I had done combat tours. And we talked a little bit about the unit, what its purpose was, what it did, whether or not it was a good fit. But one of the questions that I asked him was, have you ever been punched in the face? Now the question wasn't meant to be funny or arbitrary. It was there to determine whether or not he had ever found himself in a situation where he had been hit and what did he do when he found himself in that situation? Because that's the part that always tests you. The ability to physically defend that which you love starts with mastering the ability to choose fight over flight. It is first and foremost a psychological decision to choose the safety of someone else over your own. And the recognition that not all disagreements are gonna be solved through peaceful debate or civil discourse. Now capability is more obvious. Can you fight? And I'm not suggesting you have to be the personification of whatever professional fighter or warrior you might have in mind, but you better be able to do something. Not because it's likely that you're ever gonna to have to use it, but because if you can, in the moment where someone you care about needs you, you will never forgive yourself, and maybe you shouldn't. Now the second point to this is you better be present. Because having the capacity and the capability to do what you need doesn't mean a great deal if you aren't around when you're needed. Predators know that you're a threat, not just because of your capability, but because of your proximity. And there's a lot of reasons why your kids need you to be there for them. And your kids also need to know you're a threat, not to them, but on their behalf. For your daughters, I will tell you right now, your little girl starts off her life depending on you to keep the monsters underneath her bed and inside her closet, cowering with the knowledge that you'll protect her. And as she grows older, and I don't care what she says, she wants the boy she likes to be intimidated by you. And it's not intimidation out of cruelty or being a bully. It's a question of vetting. Because if you do your job correctly, your daughter will look for in him the characteristics that she saw in you. For sons, it's a little bit different, but it's every bit as important because every boy wants to be able to tell their friend that their dad can beat up their dad. And I know that's true because I experienced it. I grew up in a divorced household. I got to see my dad during the summers, but I will tell you what, every kid growing up knew that my father was LAPD and I couldn't be more proud of him because he was a strong man that was willing to protect. Because ultimately, your son depends on you to prepare them for the place they're going to assume one day for their own family. And if they are confident in your ability to do what needs to be done in that moment, then they'll also be confident in your ability to teach them to do the same thing for their own children one day. Now, there's one more point here. And this is the part where it gets a little bit socially uncomfortable, I guess. There's been an ongoing debate about this concept of toxic masculinity. And look, an honest person can look at the various traits associated with masculinity. Among those are the capacity and capability for violence. And they can freely admit that they can be used for good or they can be used for ill. But I don't know if you've picked up on this yet. Many of the same people who seem determined 
to justify the exposure of other people's children to sexual concepts and themes are the same people that seem equally determined to misrepresent the capacity and capability for violence as toxic traits. And you gotta wonder yourself, why would it be that the people that wanna have these sorts of conversations with children also wants to convince a generation of men that their ability to step in and physically defend their children is something to be ashamed of rather than something to properly develop. So I'll remind you of how this entire conversation began. It began with the discussion of how a child predator admitted that the greatest thing he feared was a strong father that could protect their children from a man like him. So if you are the sort of man who is so afraid of hurting the feelings of someone who believes it's their place to talk to other people's children about things that it is not their place to do, then you're probably not the father this predator was talking about. Now I'll end with this. I've never liked the idea of calling these things predators. If anything, they're scavengers. The scavenger doesn't attack the strong. The scavenger attacks the weak and the isolated. And your job as a father is to make sure that your child never fits that description. There was an Amen. We're not in a period of peace. We're in a period of absolute war. And unfortunately, we've had way too much fighting against the men and has weakened them to such a degree that we don't have the strong men standing up. This guy is Mike Freitas, F-R-E-I-T-A-S. Great channel on YouTube. Give it a follow. All right, but here's the deal. Not everybody, like he said, is going to be an MMA fighter. That's irrelevant. It is about the heart and where it begins in the heart. You have to have a heart of a lion. Now, women, you're the protectors and you are the nurturers. And you do a, have done an amazing job in this fight of protecting the household, standing up, giving voice to the things that no one else would. And we've seen, and I've said many times here, the women have been the lead warriors in this. But I'm going to put this out there to the women because it's something you need to think about. This is all an amazing moment, and there's been a lot of women in the fight. But are you truly ready for the strong men to step in and lead. The problem we have right now is the devil's working on many levels and many ways of trying to influence people and keep us in the box and keep us in a trap. And what part of that is, is that there's a lot of women right now that are talking about how they're gonna lead this fight. They're gonna be the heroes. They're gonna lead the new generation. I just wanna be very clear about this. I want you to understand what I'm saying is this is rooted truly in a spiritual war. Luciferians lead through the matriarchal line. God leads through the patriarch side, patriarch side. You have to understand that. God's structure is man, woman, in that order. Luciferians are women, men. This is why they invert things, because what they're doing is they're putting men in skirts, calling them women, so that they can be violent and aggressive against the women that are on God's side to think that they're going to win. This is truly a fight right now. We have to reset the nature of the way God intended. And so we need to have strong men. Now, I have great, great respect for the men that have reached out and we're working through these issues of porn addiction. And let me tell you something. These are strong men. And when they get set free, whew, it's amazing. It's, it's, you literally watch Jesus work. And when these men get set free, the lions in their hearts set free because they suddenly realize that this is an attack on them, an attack on men. 
man, I need you to hear this because if you're dealing with pornography and it's intended as a, by design to weaken you, you're a soldier in God's army. You're being weakened. You can't be a strong and dangerous dad if you're sitting here with the guilt of having to, looking at porn all the time, which it is there. Now, let me walk you through a little reality about pornography. It all has to do with neurochemicals, and it's absolutely essential you understand what's going on here. When somebody looks at pornography, and by the way, women, you're not excluded here. I've said this many times. The fastest growing market in, porno, in the porn industry is women, just so I say it. And it's a sickness that is just permeating this culture at every level. It's tearing apart our families. It's separating us from God. It's keeping us in a state of guilt as the enemy rolls over the top of us with these perverted Luciferian ways, trying to step on every Christian because there's so many people that have been told, you're not worthy, you're guilty. And when we get to that place in porn, then people go, oh, I, I don't even know if I can reach out to Jesus. That's exactly when you should be reaching out the most. But that's okay. I've offered my email, scott at bardsfm.com. I'm telling you, my interest is seeing the warriors in Christ to stand up. This is time to cast off that guilt garbage and set in and fight. I, I get so tired of the spineless approach in our culture, this guilt-ridden walk around. And then the, the swing of this, and it's unfortunate, is that men will get this ego and chip on their shoulder like they're all above all, like they're mightier than thou. That's just a weak heart right there. That's a weak heart and a, a heart that has been, that is accepted, that it's guilty. And a heart now that has to be purified, cleansed. We have to cast out those demons, break those chains, get you back in the fight. Get you back rock solid with Jesus. But here's how porn works. When you watch porn, look at porn, anything like that, what you have is two neurochemicals that just go wild. You get an adrenaline rush, and that adrenaline rush narrows your focus. That's like you become hyper-focused in the moment. That's that allure drawing that people feel when they get into porn. And it's a, it's a rush. It's an energy rush. And then followed by that is dopamine. And dopamine floods in behind it because adrenaline and dopamine work hand in hand. The idea of, of adrenaline in its primal state is it, it gets us ready for the flight or fight. That means we have to be hyper-focused in the moment, zeroed in on everything, and we have to, we're making decisions with a boost in energy of whether we're going to run or whether we're going to engage the enemy decisively to kill it. Then comes dopamine, and dopamine is this euphoric drug that flows into the brain. And what happens there is that dopamine settles in. It gives hyper clarity. It even slows things down. There's a perception of time slowing down. You hear about this in combat all the time. Seconds seem like minutes. All of this is happening when you're consuming porn. And here's what's worse. As you go into porn and you start digging into it and getting into it, you keep seeking that high. And because of the nature of dopamine and, and the adrenaline, your time frame gets longer and longer. You think you're looking at something for a few seconds, you end up spending 20 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour. And the longer that you seek that high, the longer you get drawn into this darkness, this hell of porn. And men, women, just so I say it, if you're looking at porn, you're contributing to child sex trafficking. You're contributing to child exploitation sexually because ultimately that whole industry is tied together. And you're part of the sex industry of trafficking and illegal exploitation of people. It's a slave trade. 
So that you have to get in your head. And this plea that we're making here, it's not even a plea. It's just a statement of truth. We're trying to save this country. We're trying to we're trying to save marriages. We are trying to save relationships. We are trying to save families. And porn is the great disruptor, the great breaker of so many things. Now, man, I'm just going to say it bluntly. If you're one of those that's cruising on Instagram or cruising on Snapchat and you're doing all your little things and trying to tell yourself that you're not addicted and you're more focused on that than your wife, you've got a problem. If you're spending your time even on things that you consider not pornography, but they're just sexually alluring, same. It's the lusts of the body, the lusts of the flesh. It's a sin. Let's be clear. And it has to be fixed. And the more that you're spending time in with these other relationships, let's frame this right. You are married, which means like it or not, as God says, you are brought into a union of a new body. Two of you together is one. That means you're dragging that relationship into this other thing that you're calling a fantasy. You're dragging that relationship in there. It's wrong. Bottom line, it's a sin. It's more than wrong, it's a sin. And look, like it or not, I've said many times, I don't like giving fire and brimstone, but here's the bottom line. You keep it up, you're going straight to hell. That's the end game of this. But you have a choice. Anybody that's a porn user, but I'm talking to men tonight, you have a choice of making a decision to be a warrior in Christ or to be a feckless fool that gets pulled off to the edge and sent to the lake of fire. That's your choice. And right now, in this critical hour, when so many people's eyes are waking up to what this is, this child sex trafficking, this child exploitation, the damage of our children, understand that if you're consuming porn, you're contributing to that industry that is causing and you're allowing that horrors to continue. So back to this adrenaline and dopamine. Because as this happens, this these drugs flow into the brain. Well, here's the thing. Dopamine is one of the most addictive substances we know to the human body, and the human body creates it. So what's happening? You're creating a drug addiction created by your own body. You've become addicted to yourself. And the fix is that you're constantly looking at porn, trying to fix that, get yourself fixed with that drug. And you don't even realize it. That's why it's so masterful in the way it's done by Satan's hand. And you keep thinking that this, you have this feeling of seeking a pleasure. It's a physical, lustful pleasure. It has nothing to do with, with the heavenly order. And everybody that has done porn knows the guilt and the heaviness that comes out of that. It is so dark and heavy. And then that's when Satan does, does his best work because the whispers begin. You are not worthy. You are not worthy. I've got news for you. Jesus died on the cross for our sins. And, you know, I had a great conversation with Pastor Brad Cummings today, and I truly agree with what this is, what is said here. I think it's all, it's very well known, and Jesus knew that there's no way we could overcome the sins of the world without him. And the funny part is that in the midst of this darkness and this heaviness of feeling unworthy, Typically, the last place people go is to turn to him. That's the first place you should be turning. If you wake from a dream, and this happens, if you wake from a dream and you've had some lustful dream, you should be turning right away to God 
and asking God, what was that, God? Explain that to me. Forgive me for those thoughts, but explain that to me. What was that? You have to be turning to our Father, turning to Christ in these moments and not running away. But the thing is that we end up with this place where so many times it's just like, you need to fix it. I'm not that naive about this. This is a real war. Man, you're getting waged. There's a war of spiritual nature being waged on us, and it's being waged hard, and it comes every single day. And the worst place to expose yourself to it is social media and all these various apps. Even YouTube's a spit hole these days. And the problem is so many women have found that sexual sexualization of themselves has driven channels, views, and all sorts of other things. And that's become a new standard. And that's just, that's unfortunately part of the moral bankruptcy of the world in which we live. But at the end of the day, all of this ties to the children. And if we want to save the children, if we want to rescue, heal, and restore the children, we have to fix the problem of consumption. And the problem of consumption, unfortunately, is typically men. That has to be fixed. Now, men, there's another problem because too many men out here are wandering around in mindless, hateful jobs. They, they can't stand working in these mindless places of cubicles and ridiculous work, doing work that has no meaning. There's no tangible dirt on the hands, digging in, getting dirty, literally feeling like you have the power to be in the world. Your whole sovereign existence has been watered down to some ledger, spreadsheet, hours sitting doing wasteful things on the computer for a corporation that's mindless and has no care for you, but it pays the bills. So when we talk about county by county, we've talked about pillar number four, right work. At the core of that was using your gifts and talents. We've been talking about that for three years, and all of these pictures that God's laid before us are starting to come together on a very clear lens. And we have to break the addictions. And I know that there are many men out there walking around with guilt. And here's what I'm going to tell you. You need to work with whoever can give you this, and my door is open, to realize that you're under attack, that that guilt has to be brought to be made into humility, to brought before the throne, to repent, and to set yourself free, break the chains and the bonds of the demonic that are around you, and to start taking responsibility and accountability in your life to stand up and fight this demon and to do greater works in this world rather than being the victim. And that's essentially what's happened to so many men is they become victims of this system and they feel like it and we need to step out of it. And men, listen, if you're one of these is like, oh, I don't want to hear this or you're kind of getting your back up, chill. Take a breath, look yourself in the mirror. And if you're even doing a little bit of it, you got to get over it. One little thing leads to bigger things. As much as you think it doesn't, it does. This is part of a huge problem right now. It's like 80% of the men have a porn issue going on. Now I want you to think about your, your sons and your daughters. I want you to just put this in perspective. Let's just say that you arrive at a point where you're standing in judgment. Judgment shouldn't be something that we're afraid of. It should be something we embrace. What are you going to say 
to your children, if you're both standing there at the same time, that you can't pass on because as you raise them your whole life, you spent your extra hours at night fantasizing and satisfying yourself sexually through the images of porn that God specifically told you not to do. How is that affecting your relationship as well on a daily basis with your children? How can you be a lion to protect them when your mind is split with the sexual fantasies of somebody else that you don't even know? And here's worse yet. How do you even know? Two major things. How do you know, one, that those images you're looking at aren't children dressed up to look like adults? How would you feel if you found out that the fantasies that you were having, the images that you were looking at, weren't 20, 30-year-old women, but were 12 and 13-year-old children made to look with all the fancy apps that we have and the ways that they can do neat little effects with lighting were actually 12 and 13-year-olds that you were fantasizing to. I hope that makes you sick because it should. And here's another one. Victoria's Secret's the great model. You know what the secret is. They're all men. They're all transgenders. This is a very real issue, and you have to understand that it's designed to break the strength of men, weaken them to such a point you can't get over it. And that can't be. We need more strong men. We are not going to conquer this enemy without having strong men. And I'm telling you, women, I, I know there's a lot of problems here. I'm gonna, we're talking to men tonight. So I'm giving this to you. I'm going to say it again. If your man is having a problem, you got my email, but I want to hear from them, not from you. And you've got these podcasts you can have them listen to. Okay? But the whole idea here is pornography will break up a marriage. Pornography will fracture a family to the place that it will never recover. This is, again, by Satan's plan. And here's the most devious part of the whole plan is Satan never had to do a damn thing. All Satan had to do was just present the images, and from there, the men did it to themselves. All free will. Destroy God's perfect plan. Destroy God's children by free will because of the lusts of the heart. That's dark. It's heavy. And it's a reality. And it's something we all have to come to grips with. But there's some things that we also need to realize. 1 John 2.16, For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the boastful pride of life is not from the Father, but from the world. But we're not of this world. We are not of this world. And that's the trap. That's what holds us here. That's what divides us and conquers us. Man, right now, it is more important than ever that you humble yourself if you have a problem and we break this bond. The children, not just your children, but the children in plural need it. And the only way we're going to solve this is to literally follow these steps. We have to set ourselves free keep ourselves free, and help others set themselves free. 
In other words, to do this right, if we're going to operate in Operation Vineyard, so many people, it's interesting, I've had people reach out and like, okay, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? When are we going to start? When are we going to start building facilities? And I've been saying, I've been praying on this over and over, like, God, where do you want us to start? And the simple things that God's been doing start to make all the sense in the world. We have to get smart on the Constitution. We have to get smart on, on the common law so we can start to take back our sovereign authority. But we can't take back our sovereign authority if we're walking with a corrupted heart that's split between the flesh and the spirit. And this now has presented itself as a major attack that we have to solve and we have to overcome and we have to build out this Operation Vineyard in such a way because ultimately rescuing, healing, and restoring if we get to the men and the pornography, we are affecting the children in a positive way. This has to happen. And it has to be a powerful move that we all come together on and understand. And we have to work together on. Now, if you talk to me about it in private, I'm just going to tell you, I'm not out to waylay you on this. There's just a few things that's so certain rules I work with. Number one, we speak on truth. Number two, we're working together to be armed with the equipment and the tools that God gave us to waylay this demon. Number three, quit being guilty. Humble yourself before the throne, repent, and then start fighting back. That question that was put in that video, have you ever been punched in the face? Porn is when you get punched in the face. So the question is, what are you going to do? You're going to sit there and roll over and let that become your, your burial ground? Instead of you standing up and going, Satan, I will not take this, and pushing back in there, and then once you counterpunch, you go on the offensive and you crush that de demon. This is a spiritual war. And that also means that there's no harboring of, uh, there's no harboring truth, meaning we don't hide it. You have to be open and, be, and confess it. And you have to confess it before the Lord. And if it's affected your family, you've got to confess it to your family. Not easy things to do, but that's what defines a man. That's what defines a strong man that walks with Christ. And that hardest part in the initial phases is accountability. So this is extremely important to understand what we're doing here. Now, I'm just going to throw this out, and it, this isn't to shock you, because I'm sure it, but this is real. If you have, if you're coming to speak to me, and I'll just use me, and you've diddled a kid, look, forgiveness is, will be given through God, but you also have accountability in this world, which might mean you have to confess those sins to a police officer and a court. This isn't a free pass here, folks. The reality is that we have to go to this point now where we must face our accountability in this life as well as life after. And as an adult, if you've harmed a child, it's time to atone for those sins. This is a very difficult time for everybody. But the other thing I want you to hear is this. This problem is massive. And the lusts of the heart are not just limited to a few. This is a time when there is lusts of the heart with many. 
And I want you to just sit back and reflect that God still loves us and his mercy is here for all of us. So before we're quick to judge another, be careful. You don't get a log in your eye. I'm not doing it this to judge. I'm looking at this truly from a standpoint, we need to restore. We need to rescue, we need to heal, and we need to restore. And along that way, there's going to be some bumps in the road. But we need to come together and start solving this problem. And this is a problem that's affecting our children in this world. Our children are never going to see a life of peace unless we model and live the life we want for them. Unfortunately, pornography is one of those corrupted influences that has penetrated the walls of our kingdoms, that sacred space, our homes, where God should live and be alive without corruption and without sin, at least as much as we can. It's very important to understand. And it's really in Proverbs 23, 7. For he thinks within himself, so he is. He says to you, eat and drink, but his heart is not with you. If you are not in that place of being true within your heart, all of what you commit to in Christ ends up being a duplicity in your own head. Some of it's going to be a lie. Because you're not going to be able to commit if you don't open your heart and confess to that. When I've talked here about deep repentance, about repenting before God and going back through your life in an inventory, people have asked me sometimes, like, why would you do that? Because I want nothing hidden. And even though God knows my heart, God needs to know that I speak my heart to him openly without fear. And that I can confess my sins to him and know that I am truly with him, united with him, and that I am as he wants me to be, I can visualize to be because my heart is open and I am willing to speak to the darkest places of that heart regardless, without fear. It strengthens you. It's freeing. It sends you standing up. And this is how we heal. And let me tell you, when men go through this and they release this, they start to realize the lion within them. It's powerful. It's wonderful. So I want to add another thing here because it's very important that we understand that this is not going to be an easy step, all right? Now, typically, it's this idea that if you confess it, it's all over, you'll never do it again. Here's my reality of this. This is a tough addiction. In fact, some people have said that this addiction is worse than drugs or heroin. And I would agree with that in the sense of knowing the neurochemicals that are at play here. And the fact that there's a satanic element, a demon that's working with you, a demonic element that's pushing you into that. There has to be multiple strategies of going forward. You have to be able to go through some deliverance. You have to be able to use prayer. You have to have the t- some tools of deliverance with you to rebuke it. You have to be honest and transparent in through, your, through your place of forgiveness and salvation, to seek repentance. And you have to build an honest communication with Jesus. This isn't just casual praying, oh, help me through this moment. No, this has to be down like speaking truly. God, this is what I've done in detail. Forgive me. I seek repentance. But you also have to do this thing of that's a wound now. 
That's a wound that the devil will find. And you have to pray into that. You have to seek. Once you have repented, you have to now heal that wound. Seek the blood of Christ. Ask for it to heal that wound. And as you heal that wound, you then have to seal the armor because the enemy is looking and you've got this gaping hole in your armor and the enemy hones in on that like a heat-seeking missile. But there's also a real possibility that you're going to stumble. I want to read this. I want you to hear this. Proverbs 24, 16, For a righteous person falls seven times and rises again, but the wicked stumble in time of disaster. You have to build that righteous heart. You have to know that God doesn't see you as perfect. He knows you're imperfect. And this is a fight and a duel between the spirit and the flesh. And so this may take a little bit. So let me just distinguish this. If I talk to somebody and say that they end up saying down the road, like, well, I fell off the wagon and I went on a binge and I did porn for a month. Dude, you weren't there in the beginning. You lied from the very beginning on what you were wanting to do. Because that a long period of time of going back to it, there is a consciousness of what you're doing. Here's the difference. A person that repents, sets themselves on path, there's going to be at times the enemy's going to come at you. Just be real about that. And God knows that. So we'll just take it like this. And one night, it's a dark night. You're lonely. You're feeling things didn't go right. Maybe you got a fight with your girlfriend. Maybe you got in a fight with your wife. Maybe you just don't have anybody in your life. Maybe you just had a bad day. And so you kind of drift off. And you start telling yourself, well, I'm just going to go. I'm going to go on YouTube. I'm going to check out some of these fishing videos, which if you haven't seen those, there's tons of women in skimpy stuff in these fishing videos. They do it all as just a kind of a soft porn lead to give hits on their site. And they're not even that good at fishing. So you get drawn into that. And the next thing you know, you're going to get an impulse, say, like jump over. And you're going to start searching stuff for women in skimpy stuff, bikinis. It might lead to lingerie. You're going to end up on someplace like Pinterest, which is just a trash site now for soft porn. And then that leads you to somewhere else. And pretty soon, before you know it, you're looking at porn again. Somewhere in that process, that chain of events, you're going to know what you're doing. And that is what's going to define and truly define the person who's mighty in their position as a warrior in Christ that's going to realize they got ambushed again. And instead of letting it continue, they're going to stand back. They're going to rebuke it. They're going to step back. They're going to pray to Jesus. They're going to start repenting, asking for the forgiveness for this and asking for help for Christ to get over this. And then you're going to stand back up. But you're going to do something else. You have to because if you're walking in this place and you know that that's your places of trap, you have to make changes in your life as well as your behavior and your habits. This is not a free lunch. And the biggest thing about working through a what I think is a proper way of addressing this addiction is you have to do some deliverance, like I said. You have to do prayer and repentance, like I said. You have to put yourself and declare Jesus in your life. Whether you've done it recently or not, it has to be there. You have to put yourself before the throne to build a covenant to hold yourself accountable. And understand, making a covenant with God is no small thing. And you have to internalize that for what this is. This is God, the God, the God of hosts, the God of miracles. We're not playing here. 
But the sickness is just gone everywhere across our culture. And the more that we dig into it, the more we realize how pervasive it is, how sick it is. Men, we need you. We need men standing up to model what it is for children. And here's the best news about this whole thing. When you finally can break free and set yourself free and healed, you become a mighty lion to be able to help others get free, including children that are being addicted to porn as they are right now in our schools. So this is an important point right now. And it's a key to restoring families. It's a key to helping us protect the children. It's so much at the center of everything that we're dealing with. And it's the gateway drug to greater destruction to the children. Wherever you start in porn, like I said, and I need men to hear this, you can tell yourself otherwise. Here's the reality, because statistics prove it every time. If you start with porn of any kind, the longer you go, the higher the probability you will end up being a predator of kids. So these are choices that each person has to make. You are accountable in your life. And the last thing I want to see is people that don't have an avenue where they can turn and say, I need help. I'm here to help. But that's a two-way street. That's a street that requires that two people are working together. This isn't just a magic gift. But together, we can overcome this. We can break this. And you can be set free. And that's the greatest thing we could do in kingdom. Because then we become the lions that God needs us to be in this fight. And ultimately, our focus all united turns to rescuing, healing, and restoring the children because we've done the same for ourselves. Let's pray. Father God, we are blessed here today. And thank you for the encouragement of where we are and what we've accomplished. But also thank you for the encouragement of trying to overcome one of the greatest addictions that we've had in our time, pornography. Father, we know that this is a sickness that plagues so much and so many. We know that this is a sickness that affects men and women alike. Tonight, Father, we've spoken this message towards the men because they have become the greatest target of this evil. So, Father, my prayers tonight are that this call to men is a call to rally them to become men again. Not to be weighted down by the guilt, not to reject this as some offhanded thing because they don't want to face themselves in the mirror, but to take a step back. To look in the mirror and realize what's going on. To have the humility to turn to you, and if need help is needed, to turn to those that have a hand extended. To come out of that darkness, to step into the light, to cleanse the heart, to release the soul from the bondages that have been strapped around them to keep them anchored down, drained, and guilty. But instead, to be broken from those chains, to stand and be restored to the body of Christ and be healed through the blood of Jesus. 
and to be set free. To break the chains of the demons to any contracts given or non-given or implied or, or actually done. To break those bonds and truly live free and mighty in the power of the Holy Spirit and a walk with Christ. So, Father, we pray that that will be the place that men will seek and the help that they find will be provided or the help that they need will be provided for them. And to have this message resonate deep with honesty of the heart. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. We have a lot of work to do. And it's interesting as we go through this. As we go through this, and we start to look at Operation Vineyard, and God is just pulling back these layers, and I just keep marveling at his amazing way of doing things. See what's happening. He's creating an unshakable foundation, an unshakable army. And it begins with accountability before the throne. And it continues and continues as we expand out to break the chains where where we have bonds and things that are pulling us down, cleansing our sin and seeking repentance before the throne. These are big things. And so as the eagerness to rescue, heal, and restore the children percolates on the heart, be honest with where we are because to rescue, to heal, to restore the children means we have to rescue and heal and restore ourselves so that we are the mighty lions that God needs. Keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. But we are here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. We are at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Subdue the enemy. Mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you tomorrow for Bended Knee. Until then or until the next time, God bless, good night, thank you, and out for now. Oh, I want to feel something, I just want to breathe again, dive into the deepest depth, oh, I want to feel something. Get back in my